0: If you have any topic suggestions that you'd like to hear more about or questions that you're hoping that we could maybe address on a future podcast you can click the get in touch box right on our website at ktsmoneymatters.com and the hardworking woman's guide to money available either on our website KT's Money Matters, or on amazon or of course you can find our link in the show notes
1: Working with your investments, retirement, insurance, estate, or tax planning, or just dealing with everyday expenses, your money matters. Let KT Thomas help you make the most of it. This is KT's Money Matters.
0: Hi, and welcome back to KT's Money Matters. Today, I wanted to talk about how to take charge of your finances. We're rolling into our new year here, and many people made New Year's resolutions about how they were gonna get more organized, pay attention to their money, figure out how best to do the right thing, maybe save more, maybe spend less, but we all know that all of those New Year's resolutions are probably broken by now. So I thought I would provide some insight, nine common steps to help you think about how to best manage your money. I outline these steps in more detail in my book, The Hardworking Woman's Guide to Money. Step one, open your mail. I know this sounds ridiculous, but you should open it and then you should actually read it when you open it. I don't know how many times people have said to me that I opened it and I said, oh, I can't get into that right now. And I set it aside. So you want to open your mail when you have time to sit down and read it and decide what you're going to do with it. Second thing is you want to take care of your mail. And by this, I mean, give it a proper burial. A lot of people still dumpster dive for information. In fact, that is still the number one way people steal your identity. Don't fool yourself. It's not all happening on the dark web. Sometimes it's happening in your trash pickup. Third step, organize it all in one place. I don't know about you, but you shouldn't have your bills all over the house. Little piles of paper here and there with your different bank statements and information. You should have one area where you save that information. You should also make sure, step four, that your computers are safe. So you want to think about upgrading your your cybersecurity wear and make sure that your computers are protected so that nobody can sneak into your computer and see your information. Number five, along with that, is using things like password managers and frequently changing your passwords. I have to tell you that When your name is Donna and it says Donna123456 as your password, you've probably failed. It needs to be something that everybody else can't just come up with. We all know we hate passwords and we hate having to think of new passwords, and I actually have a little trick about this. I use phrases. I learned this from a tech guy, a client of mine who works at a tech company, and he says, KT, you want to use things where you use words and little rhymes or sentences that make sense to you. So like as an example, not one of my passwords now, but one of my old passwords is off to the beach. So off like the word off, to like the number two, the beach exclamation point. I would always remember that because I'm a beach girl and I love that. But that was an idea of like a little phrase that I could use that only I would know, but that I also wouldn't forget. The other thing on passwords you might want to think about is having three different passwords and rotating them. I have a personal password that I use for things like sites that I like to cruise on the internet. And then I have money passwords for things like my bank account and my American Express account and any money accounts, my investments accounts, so that I don't have my regular everyday password available on my Amazon shopping site. I want to keep my finances more protected than my shopping sites, and I want to keep it different so that if you get one, you don't get the other. Number six, please, don't bury money in your backyard or hide it in your freezer. Money needs to be kept someplace safe, in a bank, in a safe, someplace protected, hopefully someplace earning interest. But even if it's not and it's in your home, it needs to be someplace in your home safe. And if you go out and buy a safe, do yourself a favor. Don't tell everybody you have one. You just basically increase the opportunity that people will break into your house if they know there's a safe there. People know there's a better opportunity for a jackpot. Number seven, keep a checklist of bills and when they're due. You can do this electronically or you can hide it in paper in your home, but you should have an idea of when and what you owe them. So I'm a big believer in online bill paying because it keeps you from mailing checks and having, and having paperwork back and forth in the mail, which is one of the other great ways that people can steal your financial information. So the more you can do to eliminate that, the better off you are. Number eight, someday, hopefully far, far in the future, but someday you are not going to remember where you hid your things. You need to make sure that someone that you know and someone that you trust knows where that information is. If you put your will in a safety deposit box at a bank, please make sure that the person who's the executor of your will has access to that and knows where it is. Don't make people go on a scavenger hunt to try to help you. Number nine, this is my personal favorite. I talk a lot about this in the book, the idea of becoming a Doubting Thomas. In the money world, a little skepticism goes a long way. If someone sends you a link that says, congratulations, you've won a $100 coupon from Amazon, or Netflix sends you a note saying, oh, your account's not updated, and if you don't change it, we're going to shut off your Netflix account. You should say, really? And then go on their site directly and check it. You want to make sure that you're not getting scammed. It happens a lot now because people are moving really fast and they make quick decisions. But I always say, and I, t- I talk about it in the book too, this idea that every insurance company can save you $500. How could that be true? It can't be true. So when somebody says, I can save you $500, you should be asking compared to what and how. Because remember, it's your money.
1: Thanks for listening to KT's Money Matters with KT Thomas. For more information, past episodes and show notes. Go to www.ktsmoneymatterspodcast.com. Make sure you subscribe and recommend it at iTunes, Overcast, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts.